Are you looking for a way to support a loved one in recovery or show your own journey in a tangible way? Look no further than Simply Sober. Our recovery-based apparel company provides clothing, accessories, and activities designed to empower and support those on their journey to recovery. From sober-themed t-shirts, meaningful jewelry, and powerful recovery content, we have something for everyone. So let us help you express your recovery journey. Visit our website, simplysober.biz, today. It has been said that the opposite of addiction is not sobriety. It's human connection. Here, we connect anonymously. This is Addicts in the Dark with Quick Nick. I find that there's a tendency for us to focus a lot on the pharmaceutical industry and the medical community and over-prescribing prescription painkillers. While that's certainly a factor, I think there are way more systemic factors at play. Poverty, lack of access to health care, mental health issues, and social isolation are just a few. For example, individuals living in poverty are more likely to experience chronic pain. And because they're living in poverty, they have limited access to non-opioid pain management options, which is when, in some cases, they turn to street opioids. Addiction is not a moral failing on anyone's part. It's a complex issue that requires a multifaceted approach to address. Right now it's caller 35 and their story about addiction. Addicts in the dark. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How actually we'll we'll get to how you are. But any questions? No, it's pretty straightforward. All right. Let's talk about your addiction. So the addiction is gambling addiction. I remember it started right when I came out of college. So I was, I was 24 at the time, quite a while ago. At the time, I was just a freshly graduated college kid, and I was lost a little bit of money. And at first, it was not a big deal. But eventually, it got bigger and bigger until I was losing tens of thousands. I think I lost $100,000 one night. Um, it was insane. I think on that night, actually, I had gambled like almost 48 hours straight. And this is all casino gambling, right? Yeah. This is all casino betting. Um, I've had many stints where I thought I had you know, gotten rid of it, but so that's happened quite a bit. I think at least six or seven times to me. What types of games are you playing? Uh, Baccarat. Um, I play blackjack. Um poker (laughs) and how did you realize you were even into betting at all or find yourself in a casino at first so i I live in a state where they have tribal casinos there's also non-tribal casinos they call them card rooms where you you play there's no slots in those casinos by the way so you just play card games um the table games so there was one actually nearby my house um when i was growing up it was only like a 10 minute drive away I remember I, I went in there one day, but I think I won like, it was only like 60 bucks, right? So brought a hundred dollars and won 60 bucks. I thought um, that was easy money, right? So then I started using it as a uh, a way to pass time. 
I don't know. I was, I was kind of bored coming out of college. I really didn't have much to do. I, I did get a job right away, and I was an engineering student. So actually, I got an engineering job. But even the the job kind of bored me, so I, I was using it as a way to just like I don't know pass time. And then eventually, it got worse and worse and worse. And I remember like just losing more money in chasing. That's what they call it. So you know you try to chase your losses. And when you're in that mode. When you're chasing, like nothing else matters. You just like have to get your money back, right? So that happened to me quite a bit. When you're in that mode, you just you'll empty your bank account. You'll uh, take out loans to fucking do it. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty insane. And on one hand, the chase or the big excitement of a win can keep someone hooked, and even when they're losing their money, and that sounds like it's the case with you. But the money aside, if that was no factor at all. Do you think you have a compulsive urge to gamble? Oh, man, I, I really think it's a combination of things because I, I know people, like the money doesn't matter to them. They just have to gamble, right? I don't think I'm at that point. I just, I was doing it so I can get my money back, right? And you got to, you chase, and it's going through your mind and you just got to do it to get your money back. And I take it at least some of that money is engineering salary money? Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I mean, I have a six-figure salary, and I, I, I did straight out of college. I've worked eleven years with a six-figure salary, but I, I'm gonna tell you right now, I, I had barely have anything in my bank account. I mean, I own my car. I don't own a house. <laughs> I'm still renting. So. And you would consider yourself in recovery from gambling right now. Right now, yeah. And when was the last time you relapsed? So it was about, I think, fifty-five days ago. That I last did it, and it was bad. I lost a ton of money. So, have you tried any self-exclusion programs where, even if you figured out a way to gamble somehow and you ended up winning, you wouldn't even be able to collect your winnings? Yeah, so I've, I've done that. So in my state, you can actually put yourself on a list. I'm actually on that list, and I, I can't gamble in the card rooms. But yeah, yeah, I've, I've done the banning thing. I know a lot of other people have, and uh, somehow you always find a way to. You find the casino you can gamble at, right? Some people like they'll ban themselves from every casino around where they live, but then they'll drive two hours to go to another one. Have you ever had a, an addiction to a substance or any other addiction in general? Uh, what do you mean? Could be whatever: nicotine, caffeine, porn, heroin, anything. Oh uh, no, no, it's it's always been the gambling. Would you say that because of your experience with gambling addiction that? you can relate to or certainly understand other types of addicts, maybe even see yourself a bit in them. Yeah. This whole risk reward, uh, the dopamine that gets released when you're gambling is the exact same thing that happens to other drug addicts when they're taking drugs. So just like someone with a substance abuse problem maybe consumed with the need to find their next fix, a gambling addict feels just as compelled to constantly chase the thrill of winning. Exactly. That's, it's, it's exactly the same thing that's going through their brain that, that was going through mine. So, yeah. What have you been doing to help yourself, especially since this last relapse? I think talking to people about it. Um, so I, I talk online about it. I try to help other people. I read their stories. Uh, when you're in that mode where you're chasing, you're not, I'm going to be honest with you, you're not thinking correctly, right? Um, you'll just keep withdrawing money, keep trying to get money to chase more. When you've hit rock bottom, 
I think that's the point where you can finally like put into perspective what you're doing and where you're at. So I, my last relapse, I had hit rock bottom. Uh, I, I emptied my savings that I saved for, I think it was two years I was off gambling for two years that I relapsed. But um, I completely emptied that. Um, I almost took out another loan so I could try to chase again. But I don't know, I, I had hit rock bottom and I, I was thinking, what's it going to take for me to to get back what I had just lost, right? And then even if I get back to that point, am I going to stop? So I'm starting to rationalize it. And I feel like at rock bottom, you can start to see these things and start to rationalize it a little bit more. Uh, I remember that night after I had hit rock bottom and, you know, all my money was gone at that point. And I had to go home. I'm dry, on the drive home. There's so many emotions that are kind of going through your head. And uh, these people that think about like suicide after, you know, going through like a horrible relapse. Like, I get it because I've been there. Disarm your inner critic with Melissa Armstrong coaching. Go to strongarm.ca for more. What do you see happen to you in your life when you're not gambling? So, uh, I give you a little background. I, so, in 2016, because uh, I was the worst, the worst of my gambling, um, I think I was like in $90,000 worth of debt. And I had just gotten out of a relationship, right? My girlfriend left me. And I, I was really depressed, and that actually made the gambling worse because I was kind of using it as a coping mechanism. A lot of the time that I would just be spending with her, <laughs> I replaced that with gambling and said, and that just make, made things worse. So I was in like $90,000 worth of debt and I was way behind on my taxes actually too. So if you count that, I think I was over a hundred grand in debt and I was actually using payday loans to get through. And if you've ever seen one of those, those like the, the interest rate on those are insane. And I was just basically floating while drowning in debt until right before COVID hit. And when COVID hit, they actually shut down all the casinos because, <laughs> um, you know, they made everyone kind of quarantine or isolate. So I was actually just working from home. I cleared all that debt, <laughs> caught back up on all my taxes. I cleared everything, actually. And then I was actually saving money. It was kind of crazy. Um, and then I was on a really good streak until about, I think it was 55 days ago, where um, somehow I found a way to gamble again and I didn't get back into debt. Um, I stopped myself there because I didn't borrow money again, but uh, it did cross my mind, but I don't know. I kind of had a moment of clarity where I was like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to be able to get this back. I uh, just accept this loss and that's where I'm at now. So minus this relapse 55 days ago, I was doing really good. Actually, I was actually sleeping well at night. Uh, I was being active again. I don't know how this happens, to be honest. I know a lot of people are like, why don't they just stop, right? Just stop. You got to understand the brain of someone who's like, <laughs> who's chasing and who's under the addiction to the point where like nothing else matters, right? I remember one time my girlfriend uh, needed a ride home because she, she worked late, right? And I was her ride home. So it was getting around like 11 p.m. when she was getting out. And I was in a casino, not picking her up. And I knew, like, it was dangerous for her to walk. She had to walk home that night because I was so, I don't know, I was so absorbed by gambling that, like, nothing else mattered. I had to get my money back. I had to keep going. So she had to walk home, like, almost at midnight and then, like, a dangerous road. 
So that's the type of things that like uh, happen when you're under that addiction. You start doing things you would never do. We'll dive back into the phone call in just a minute. I just wanted to take some time to talk about something that has been essential in my personal journey to mental health and well-being. Therapy. As most of you have probably figured out, I've struggled with addiction in the past. And while it's been a challenging road, therapy has been a crucial tool in my recovery. That's why I'm excited to tell you about our sponsor for this episode, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. When I was struggling with addiction, I found it difficult to find a therapist who I could connect with and who specialized in addiction recovery. With BetterHelp, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. I was impressed by the variety of options available for communication with your therapist. Text, chat, phone, or video call. As someone who is always on the go, the convenience of being able to message my therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it was convenient for me was a game changer. One thing I love about BetterHelp is that if your therapist isn't right for you for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. This helped me find a therapist that understood my struggles and was able to give me the support I needed in recovery. So if you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, depression, anxiety, or any other mental health issue, I highly recommend giving BetterHelp a try. As a special offer for our listeners, you can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com quicknick. That's BetterHelp.com slash quicknick. Have you told any family members about your gambling addiction? Yes, yes. So um, my sister's yelled at me quite a bit for it. I've caused my mom a lot of heartache dealing with this addiction. So my mom definitely knows. My sister knows. They've been trying to help me get off of it. Um, it, Keeping it bottled up and hidden is the worst thing you can do. And I did that for so long that that's where all the damage came, is like hiding it. because you're going to have to confront it and having a support system or having someone help you through it is extremely important. What are your thoughts on the increasing prominence of sports betting and online gambling in general? I think, so there's, I wish there was more education on it, right? You're creating more addicts every year by making it more accessible. And I personally think it's a horrible <laughs> A horrible thing to to make it I don't know so widespread, but I don't know that's that's my personal opinion, and that's just coming from a gambling addict yeah it's it's definitely a complex discussion on one hand, it obviously generates revenue for the government and stimulates the economy and all that, and on the other hand, well, this is an example of the other hand, yeah, someone shouldn't be able to bet like. Uh, their entire year's salary or two years' salary on a single bet. They do credit checks when you take out loans, right, to make sure that you can pay this back. Why don't they do something similar where you can't <laughs> you can't gamble outside your means, right? This is my opinion. I think that would be a good idea. Like, 
someone shouldn't be able to bet two years worth of salary on a single bet. That's just insane. Yeah. Not to mention the allure of winning and the excitement is thrown in our faces with, you know, flashy signs and commercials and stuff. Drug dealers, for example, don't have TV commercials. Exactly. Well, I mean, they might. They just don't use them to sell drugs. Point is, there's a lot of enticing, normalized visibility when it comes to gambling. Yeah. And I mean, and I compared it to, you know, you know, when you take out a loan, they check your salary, they check your credit to make sure you can pay this back, right? Why can't you do something like that when you place a bet? When it's obvious that someone is betting outside their means. And I see a lot of people kind of getting tangled up in gambling. People are confused about it. And then you have, of course, the addicts who have been in it for a while. So if I can help anyone, good enough for me. Gambling addiction is often overlooked or dismissed by society, despite its devastating impact on individuals, families, and communities. This blindness to gambling addiction is a perfect example of how we tend to view addiction as a personal choice or moral failing. This caller highlighted the ways in which society turns a blind eye to addiction. In his case, it not only turns a blind eye, but it also exacerbates the problem with the persuasive presence of gambling normalizing gambling behavior and making it seem like a harmless, leisurely activity. And while gambling itself is not inherently wrong, the way it's portrayed perpetuates the myth that addiction is a personal choice rather than a complex issue with many underlying factors. And it's important to understand and address those factors especially as online gambling and sports betting becomes more prominent. I'm Quick Nick. Thanks for listening. Addicts in the Dark is brought to you in part by Melissa Armstrong Coaching. Check out Melissa Armstrong at www.strongarm.ca. That's www.strongarm.ca.